1: America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary, limited time offer, terms apply. No, I, I got it, I got it. How about a little heel turn? <laughs>
2: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Turning Heels, episode two. We are your host, John Cena Weevil, and B Detroit. B Detroit, what's going on, man?
3: What's up, Cena man? You know, just kicking it, trying to get uh, hit hard, like you know, dragging off and Walter, but you know,
2: <laughs> what a what a fucking week. And, and we we're just talking off air about how, like, for some, the weekend of wrestling, like, it's finally over after CM Punk and mm-hmm. uh, Takeover SummerSlam, and up next summer, and the tailgate uh but mine is just getting started I mean obviously we had to watch this show and then after this I have to watch uh you know 40 plus hours of wrestling for shot in the dark so hopefully by third <laughs> by Thursday I'm hoping by Thursday I can get some sleep but um and then you know I have to prepare to go to Chicago so I this is like I feel like this is my profession yeah. now is covering wrestling but um God bless you but it's fun <laughs> it, it's it's fun somebody's gotta day. do it you know yeah if if it's anybody that can do it, it is you Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, what I don't appreciate is your decision yesterday. <laughs> Let's get right into it. This is the Up Next Summer Hangover show. Uh, as I'm <laughs> drinking on my uh my cranberry grape juice right here to help me soothe my 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 soror of losing to the Brit in the six, Davy Portman. Oh man, I had to give it up to oh, him. Man. Um I, I, I think I took it easy. I think I wrote I wrote 16 bars. I was like, you know what? Let me just take it easy. Didn't think nothing of it and, you and this, do your
3: homework man
2: fuck and, and, and this, this this dude went and like did a whole performance and and had the the, the, the hype man in the back and the, the pyro going off um yeah. he won it he won it. i'm not gonna lie i'm not hey i'm not gonna say i got demolished because i went back and looked at the votes and the votes was like davy Ceno, davy ceno davy ceno that made me feel a little bit more comfortable that people were voting for me at the end of the day it was your choice you made the right choice uh yeah. But we got the mission accomplished. The mission was to put the title on fire, Frank. So it doesn't matter what the outcome was. I could have won that's or right. lost. That's right. Frank still mm-hmm. won. And that's all that matters. We're gonna go to Chicago. We're gonna bring the BDE title with us. That's and right. uh anybody wants some, come get some. It's not like the 24-7 title. <laughs> so I don't want anybody to get their, you know, get any ideas about uh trying to attack Frank from behind. But yeah, um,
3: Brayden was kind of treating that BDE title like uh, Jack Spade. So
2: ooh. we, had to, of we yes. had to get it
3: off of him. We had to get it off
2: of him. We to had find to get Frank. We had to get it new off him up next champion. But um just really quick, I mean, what did you think of of Takeover? Since that's the one show that the more recent show last night. You know what? Um I think all the matches hit for me,
3: um, especially Dragon Off and Walter. That that match, okay. I had a I had a lady friend over watching that match with me. And she's like, she haven't seen wrestlings in like 20 years. So like since like attitude era, maybe like a little bit after that. And she's like, why are they so brutal now? What is (laughs) Why do they hit each other so hard? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like we can't keep doing bra and panty matches every night. So this yeah. is what
2: we do now. I have to admit, I I love Dragon Ball. Like, it's people are gonna think I'm crazy, but like my my wrestling fandom was always like Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels. Then I went to like CM Punk. Uh Daniel Bryan, I have to admit, my next mm. is Dragonolf. I every time this guy wrestles, he puts on, and Walt, don't get me wrong, Walter is amazing too. But something about yeah. Dragonolf, his 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 aggressiveness, just a, his body was like he just fucking went through war. Like this dude went through war. And I tell people, I know you don't want to watch NXT UK, but do me a favor, whenever Dragonolf wrestles, whenever Walter wrestles, watch their matches because they're amazing. Mm. So I'm hoping that if NXT is gonna become developmental. Maybe NXT UK can become what NXT is, and hopefully Tony Khan doesn't doesn't watch it. It doesn't know what's going on over I there. I don't know
3: because if you everybody has to see that Dragon off match. Oh.
2: So he, you know what? I I
3: can't even just point it all at him. Walter's is great. He's I don't know why Vince McMahon hasn't like pulled him up yet because he's that song. His entrance. And Walter looks, comes to the great. ring. He, he was lean. Like, yeah, was he looked really yeah, good last great. night. I was. His I was, face wow. is real slim now. He's
2: usually like a little chubby in the face, but yeah, you can tell he's putting in some work. Yeah, that's so, the one thing i was sure pretty going to get that call, too. That's the one thing I would have added at the end. I would have had maybe like a stare-off between Walter and Joe just to get people like hyped up mm-hmm. for that. Because, you know, Walter has to stay now in NXT, I guess. I don't know. Maybe All he's right. going to get main roster. Who knows what's going to happen with NXT All and right. everything going on there. But I could tell you what's happening in the, Dust, the Duffy Wrestling League down in uh, <laughs> Duffy, Georgia. I know everything that's going Wait. on down there. The Duffy e- boys. We're going to get into episode two here called Dusty Finish, which... Doesn't really make sense as a title because there wasn't really a dusty finish. There wasn't any wrestling at all in this episode. It was all off. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're just using titles for episodes that wrestling people know, like terms, because like I'm expecting like an actual dusty finish to happen in this show, but there was nothing. I'll allow it. Let's do it. So they start with a recap from last week. If you guys didn't listen or watch the episode, basically uh, Jack shooted on his brother, Ace. He didn't want him to leave and go to the competition. So he submitted him, the crowd booed and they have a big falling out. And that's the main premise of this episode is will will Jack and Ace uh, come together and uh, rejoice. So we start the show. And the first thing we see is a sex scene Uh, between Ace and his valet, Crystal. They're just having sex. And uh, in contrast, we see Jack at his house. And the first thing he does when he wakes up, takes this good old trusty laptop and just already starts writing the script for the next show. And it says Jack versus Ace. So I guess he's writing some sort of rematch because it says right there, him against his brother. So something's going on. And then he gets up and we see this huge gash on his back um, from his match last week with his brother. And uh, we find out that like a lot of indie wrestlers, they have a, Regular job, a nine to five job. So Jack heads over to his uh, was a lawn mowing shop. I guess a shop just dedicated to yeah, kind like a hardware
3: store looking. You know, yeah, I would say he's just a lawnmower salesman, I guess. And well, of we, course, he's pretty clear.
2: <laughs> he has this very young, uh, dickhead young boss named Tim. Everybody's had that that one boss who's like a lot younger than you. He might have gotten the company from his dad, or something happened, and he's like twenty year old kid telling us grown men what to do. Have you had that before, B? You know, no, you know I have. I would
3: say that because we will my supervisors are uh, like hired their kids and stuff like that. And they'll just, you know, <laughs> try to wreck shop through everybody. But yeah, it's your crazy.
2: That's the worst. And of course he's an asshole. So he's like sitting in Jack's chair, and Jack's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's my chair. And he's like, Well, you're late, so it's my chair. And <laughs> then uh he has the line, Oh, what happened to your eye? You know, I thought wrestling was fake. And we're all like, Okay, this guy's a fucking asshole. We we're not supposed to like this, this uh lawnmower boss here. We go to the boys in the locker room from the uh, Duffy Wrestling League. We have Diego and Rooster, and they're watching some more of Florida wrestling dystopia. And we see some more TNA footage. We got uh, Rob Van Dam this week, uh, Abyss, Judas Visayas, if you remember him. And also... Completely
3: forgot about that guy.
2: And also Relic. Do you remember who Relic was? Relic? No. Wasn't he on, like, Wrestling Society X a couple times? Relic was the former Johnny the Bull that was in a uh, Smackdown. He went to TNA and he became Relic which was killer spelled backwards. R- really uh, you know, yeah. really fancy You're and clever. he like Super he, put a, he put a mask on and he starting shooting blood. It was like this really weird gimmick that he had. So uh, yeah, they're yeah. watching some more uh, TNA footage, I guess. And uh Charlie Gully who's the promoter of the uh the wrestling dystopia here. He has a message. He's like Jack Spade, all those hacks in the DWL, the south belongs to me. And uh, it seems that Rooster and Diego are really into this. They're really interested in what's going on in their competition here. But uh, you know
3: what? Um, okay. Those guys—they're just looking at the crowds, I guess. Because I, and it, I don't understand why they're so infatuated with their crowd. The Duffy Arena looks packed every time they do a show. So
2: yeah, yeah. we find out later on. It could be more than that. It could be you know a money thing. It could be like a a push thing. You know, obviously Rooster. It, we'll get into his story later on but he obviously has a uh, more grips with it but it feels like uh apocalypse definitely is loyal to the duffies uh, i'm sorry to the spades here in duffy wrestling Good League because he's yeah. yeah he's not he's not really into this as much so as we're talking we have uh, a <laughs> bobby Penn who walks in uh like an alien, I guess he, he has yeah. like turquoise body paint on Uh, and everybody's looking at him like, what the hell's wrong with you? And he's like, uh, I tried not to be an extra yesterday in a superhero movie. Uh, they didn't cut, you know, they didn't use me. They cut my part out, but I decided to just keep the the paint on and uh, make a brand new character here called Turquoise. What do you, what do you think of Turquoise? You think he can get over in today's wrestling? You know,
3: that was <laughs> the most 80 gimmick I've heard of in my life. Turquoise. I, we could have seen that like 95 WWF though, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. But like yeah, everybody every, sure. everybody knows that body pain and wrestling just is a disaster. The pain's gonna get all over yeah. your opponent, it's gonna get on the mat. It. It's just yeah. just don't do it. And obviously, yeah, uh <laughs> obviously Willie Day, the, the promoter here for Duffy, she comes in and she has no interest in this at all. Uh and the boys are kind of like pestering her, asking her, you know, what's going on with this show this week? Uh, they haven't heard from Jack. Uh tickets haven't even gone on sale, are we even gonna do a show? And Willie's like, Don't worry about it, it's fine. Uh Jack's in the script. Uh, but as she leaves, the boys are mad. They're sick of this drama. They're saying, you know, because of Ace leaving, um, everything is just upside down here. Apocalypse is the only one still trying to stay positive. He says DWL is fine. And uh, Rooster cusses promo. He says, listen, if Jack is going to treat his own brother like this, what happens when a one-on-one gets a title shot? And that was like, ooh, that, that's a good point yeah. right there. If he treats his brother like that's this, true. what's going to happen to us? We go back to the lawnmower shop and uh, Tim, the 26 year old asshole here, he's trying to sell a, a riding uh, a lawnmower to a to a customer here. And he uh, he makes the hot tag to Jack and Jack comes in and he cuts a promo about a lawnmower. He's like, you know, when my dad had one, I used to ride with him and sit on his lap. And he let me drive it sometimes, and now that I have my own kids, I let them drive it. And you know, and you got a little cup holder here for your beer. And he's going on about this lawnmower, and then the customer says, "Well, listen, you know that's all cool and all, but my son he needs a little exercise, and I'd rather have a, a pushing lawnmower." So Jack is like, "All right," so he tries to sell him that. Instead, the customer's like, "Never mind," and he leaves. And uh, Tim is all upset, saying, "This guy came in here with all this money. Uh, you know, he's driving a Ford truck out there, and he wanted to buy a, a riding lawnmower, and you didn't sell him that." And they go, you know, back and forth, a little scuffle here. And the only reason why you're hired here is because my granddad liked you. And then he says, go home and get your wife's makeup and cover up that black eye you have. <laughs> what do you think? That of was the
3: funniest th- line about that.
2: <laughs> what do you think of the, the promo that he cut on a lawnmower? I mean, obviously, Jack knows how to talk. He cut a promo about a lawnmower. Yeah. I mean, well, he said his grandfather hired him for a sales pitch. So he must have been moving a lot of lawnmowers back in the day. So I never I never like I never had it my own place. I never actually like. Mold the lawn i always wanted to i'm not gonna lie especially the, the riding ones it seemed like fun it's not fun you don't want to do it it's
3: 91 <laughs> degrees outside you can come mow my lawn right now see if
2: you want to. that's true maybe you know maybe it's not maybe like a one-time thing i treat it like a, like a roller coaster like oh it's a lawnmower it's pretty cool but uh yeah i never had to never had to do that my cousins did i would always go like their place they had their own place so they'd see them mowing the lawn i thought it was always a pretty cool thing to do but I, obviously with the heat it's probably not <laughs> so we go to the house where we see stacy who's a Jack's wife here and uh, Thomas and they start hearing some noises from the attic and uh Stacy goes up and I'm not gonna lie I saw this when I was like still trying to wake up and I got fucking scared there was like a jump scare I had no idea what it was I didn't even know it was a squirrel I had to rewind it like three times because all I saw was like something jump up I'm like is this show like have some supernatural horror elements to it? Like, what's going on here?
3: Stephen Amell is just a dick to throw a no-reason jump scare in a wrestling TV show. What was that Fuck,
2: man. And then then on top of that, the wife takes a bump. She, like, falls off the ladder. I'm like, she's like Jeff Hardy over here. She does, like, a senton off the ladder because she saw a damn squirrel. Um, And then they're like, oh, I'll talk to your dad later when he comes home about it. And as soon as Jack comes home, he doesn't give a fuck about his family. He just grabs a beer and Stacy's like, hey, listen, I need to talk to you about some issues around the house. And he's like, I got to go write my script. So Jack is a fucking terrible ass husband, I feel like. What do you think?
3: <laughs> you know, I think he's just so like hurt from, you know, he know he messed up with that true job. I'm calling it the Duffy screw job from now on. That's what we're going to do.
2: For sure. And then obviously throughout the episode, uh, Stacy is like trying to get through to him and talk to him. They have a little blow off later on. But obviously the issues are. Present in the in the uh, Spade household here, mm-hmm. but we go to the other brother here, uh, Ace and his uh, valet girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, Crystal. They're playing Cuphead on the Xbox. Only reason I know that is because my son loves that game. I'm like, oh look, it's Cuphead, and uh, <laughs> the whole time Ace has been calling Wild Bill nonstop because obviously from last week's episode. Bill came there to try to scout him, but Bill's dodging his calls. He's not answering his calls. So uh, Ace is just leaving voicemails over and over again. And the funny part, he's like trying to leave like this voicemail. And as he's talking to him, you just hear the mom in the background saying, dinner's ready. Cause Ace, you know, still lives with his mom. And he's like, mom, I'm on the phone with work. Like, oh, it's a business call. Uh, everybody can relate to that. You know, living with their parents and, and trying to have a serious phone call while not having the yeah. other person know that you're still living with your mom. <laughs> See what I
3: picked up on on that, when ace was on the phone with bill and he's like yeah i'm just sitting around with my dick in my hand well in a woman's hand like why are they always putting crystal so down on the pole man why why,
2: why did everybody hate crystal so much i feel so bad for this girl i really do she gets her moment she gets her moment later on but um i feel Kinda. bad for her. Like, like like you said, yeah. like you said she just gets treated like shit so uh, yeah. another another fun moment here they, they go downstairs and uh mama mama spade made casserole but she only made enough for two and, God, and, and, and Ace is like, you know, give her some, give her some, and she's like, it's only made for two, and he's like, the funniest line for me, Mama, it's a casserole, like, <laughs> like we you could share it. Good it's good not like it's, casserole. yeah, it's just casserole coming. I, her I piece. hate
3: Crystal, Jesus.
2: I feel so bad for her, and she's just like. Uh, she doesn't sit down she's like all right i guess i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and she leaves yeah. and and ace doesn't even follow her the mom follows her which no, is yeah, like yeah. ace like ace does not give a fuck about her at all so who uh mama spade stops her and is like so have you have you asked ace at all you know how he's feeling about this whole situation and she's like no not really and the mom's like oh so you guys pretty much have been fucking all day long because i can hear it through my walls and not one time did you ask him how he's doing um and then she cuts a promo on crystal and she's like Listen, you guys aren't really partners. You know, it's all fake. It's all scripted. This relationship is fake. Mm -hmm. He's not your boyfriend. Uh, You need to leave him alone. And he has to have a real life. I'm like, fuck. So last week, Willie hated her. And now the mom is hating on her. Like
3: Crystal,
2: poor Crystal. She needs to go to fucking Florida. She needs to turn heel on
3: this family. Why does she (laughs)
2: like them so much? She needs to turn heel on them. And she needs to go to Florida wrestling dystopia or whatever over there and see if they can treat women better so speaking of dystopia wrestling we have willie here who uh, goes to a diner and has a meeting with charlie gully who is the promoter of the florida dystopia wrestling and uh gully's trying to talk about this wrestler he has called the hole who has a lot of heat because he has a barbed wired nipple ring yeah that sounds pretty good uh with a lot of heat and then, of- and then uh he says you know the duffy wrestling league is a joke you know jack turned on ace and uh, D.W.L. is dead, and he just wants to buy the dome. I guess he wants to turn it into a performance center or something. He's like, I need, I need more room. I need, I need more room. So I just want to buy the D.W.L. Um, you know, out of out of business. Want to take him out? And then he reveals that he's pissed off at Jack because uh, I guess Jack went on what post wrestling and some other podcasts, and he just started talking shit. <laughs> He he shows exactly. a video. He shows he a video. Goes podcast and he like goes. And on. He's like, oh, he went. You know, he went on Colcabana's all of wrestling. And he just started talking shit about me. So that's that's why Gully is upset, I guess, because of all the podcasting that he's that he's doing. uh, yeah. Willie says that um, Gully show sucks, and you know they aren't connecting with the people and their stories. They just have violence and blood. And the D.W.L. fans, they don't give a shit about the wrestlers. Um, they they don't they only give a shit about wrestlers in their promotion. And then one day there'll be the competition, even with a fifth of the budget that the uh, Dystopia Wrestling has. And then Gully ends it by saying Jack's ego is going to be the downfall of the DWL and you should jump ship before you go down with it. What did you think about this meeting with Willie and Gully? Because my first instinct was, why is she like having a meeting with the competition unless she knows him from something prior? It seems like she got like a tip
3: that he wanted to purchase. And that's why they kind of set up the meeting. But I don't think it was anything past that, you know.
2: You don't think she has any bad intent of jumping nah, ship? Because he seems like that the line. only
3: person in the show with a real good heart.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just—it was just that she got a tip. You know, nothing more. That's true. But I feel like, like I, I, I watched the promo, and he really didn't say nothing bad about, um, Gully too much. I don't know why Gully is that upset that he wants to take the Duffy wrestling out of business just for this.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's giving half off tickets if you never step foot
2: <laughs> to DWL again. So, who knows? So we go back to a Jack who's at his home and he's watching a podcast. It looks like up next. It's like two guys talking. I'm like, oh, it's Davey and Brayden. And it's two guys complaining about the finish to the Jack versus Ace. They're like, you know, your typical wrestling fans are like, oh, we waited all this time for Jack versus Ace. And you think it was a 26 second finish. I'm like, are they talking about SummerSlam and and Bianca? Oh. Oh. and <laughs> what, what, what are they talking so- about over here? Oh man, so <laughs> <too soon. laughs> So, so the wife for like the fifth time in the episode is like trying to talk to Jack about those fucking squirrels. And Jack's like, I don't give a fuck about these squirrels. Like, the kid's like, hey, can we keep them as pets? And he's like, that's a good idea. And I'm just like, dude, like, get the fuck off your computer, get off your phone, and go do something. Like, the, the lawn's fucking up to here. There's, there's yep. squirrels in the attic. Like, he's not doing shit. But he hasn't uh, written the script yet. So that's true. What are you doing? Are you staring at the screen? Yeah, he's not doing shit. And he goes to work yeah. and he can't even fucking sell more more. Like, what are you doing? You know, go be a fucking vigilante or something. Go save the city. Do something. <laughs> so he gets a phone call from from Willie Day and she talks to him about her meeting with um with a Gully and him trying to buy the dome. And uh in his best AJ styles impression. fresh. he goes, Oh fuck him, fuck him. But then he goes uh how much was he trying to buy it for how much is he to
3: say, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's like he obviously was pissed off but he's like well you know how much money was he really trying to mm-hmm. yeah it, it, does you know what this sounds like this sounds like all the the promoters all those territories when vince mcmahon was taking over um uh, the, the u.s and they're all like oh i'll never sell out to vince mcmahon but then they're like smiling and it's like okay yeah you can have yeah. florida championship wrestling that's what it pretty much reminded oh. me of yeah you could just have it vince yeah go ahead Uh, So then uh, Willie starts asking about Ace and Jack and are you guys going to patch it up What's going on and he pretty much was like "Uh, uh, No cells and just kind of hangs up the phone He doesn't want to talk about his brother at all we go very quickly to Crystal who goes home and she's just tired. She just wants to go inside and her little brothers are there and they're just little backyard wrestling federation on the trampoline. And like, Hey, Crystal, come wrestle with us. And she's like, I'm tired. And they're like, come on, Crystal, you know, you do the best suplex that we know. And of course that's like our, our way of knowing Oh, well, Crystal knows her shit. Cause her little brothers oh, want yeah. her to go in there and, and do a suplex. So she goes on there, she goes in there and a suplex city. She fucking, What gives her brothers 38 German suplexes? She didn't do all that. (laughs) She didn't do all that, but she did deliver some suplexes. So obviously Crystal knows her shit. So this part, I uh, know how to describe this. So while Bill finally calls Ace back and uh, Ace right away is like, "Um, yeah, thanks, Bill, for calling me back after 37 voice fails. Uh, Tell me, how does this developmental deal works? So Bill says, you know, obviously we sign you at an after like six months. We just release you and show your match on 205 Live. Uh, no, that's not what he said, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it works in a uh, developmental, <laughs> but Bill uh, realistically says he just kind of like dodges the question and he's like, uh, well, you know, I kind of have to reevaluate the situation. and uh, that ending that you had between you and your brother um, didn't really go as planned. I kind of expect you to do more pretty much saying that he got pussied out and then he recommends him jump and ship to Florida for FWD, the Florida wrestling dystopia. He's like, Hey, listen, I think what you should do is jump to the competition and, and make a name for yourself. Um, and, you know, Ace is kind of like you can tell he's pissed off about not getting a developmental deal. And he's like, whatever. And then we kind of. So can you explain what the hell Wild Bill was doing? Because we he's on the phone the whole time, but we see him in a hotel standing butt naked with what yep. a, a dog collar and a leash around his head. And no, many, it's um, not. It's the cowboy collar
3: I told you about last week. He had three piece cowboy. The Wild Bill cowboy collar. I told gotcha.
2: you. So, so I can't take a, it off.
3: There's a reason yeah, why we that with
2: that girl. There's a reason why we're calling him why they call him wild bill. He's he's got a dominatrix in a hotel room. He's up to something. Obviously that's why he missed 37 phone calls. We go to Jack and Stacy, his wife, they're in bed and, uh, Stacy kind of has enough of this shit. And she just kind of like, is like, listen, Jack, uh, you don't spend time with your son. Um, you know, he wants to learn how to play soccer. You know, you can't even teach him how to play soccer. And Jack is like, well, he can just go, you know, how, how hard can it be? He just goes outside and he kicks the ball around the grass. And she's like, yeah, but the fucking grass is so tall. He can't even play. And then she brings up the squirrels again. They get into this big argument. Um, and then she gets even more upset because he hasn't even tried to patch it up with his brother ACE. So then she sees, she says, I'm just going to leave the room and I'm going to sleep on the couch. Now, me personally, I've never had my significant other be the one to sleep on the couch. Even if I start the argument, I somehow be the and the one that gets the couch at the end of the night. I don't know how, like, glad for her to actually get up and actually sleep on the couch. I was shocked by that.
3: Yeah, Jack, he's he's got it made, man. He's he can't write a script. You, you sleep in the comfort
2: bit of the bed and your wife sleep on the couch. You can't okay. I'm dealt with that guy. Jack <laughs> needs to take like his real life home issues and make that into a storyline. He has so much shit going on at work. You know, he, 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 he he has a pretty much the stone cold Vince McMahon saga going on at his job with his, with his asshole uh, boss. He could just take that and make it to a storyline, but he can't write a script between him and his brother. It doesn't make any sense. But before she leaves to sleep in the couch, he has one last dig and she's like, oh, you know, I I like the couch anyway. The couch uh, feels better because, you know, instead of buying a new mattress, you spend all our money on the pyrotechnic system instead. Oof, burn. burn." We go back to Mama Spade. She's at the house and she gets a phone call that uh, Big Jim and his wife. Big Jim is the, the wrestler from last week who uh, said he's going to retire to have a family. Uh, they get a phone call that, that she's in labor. So she goes to, to tell Ace and she finds out that Ace has ran away. Ace, <laughs> like, a, like, like a young 50-year-old rebel kid. He opened the window and escaped out the window. So she calls Jack to come over and find him. Uh, Crystal joins in to help him. Uh, and Mama Spade still hates her. Mama Spade is like, "Listen, this fucking girl showed up before you." I was like, "Dude, leave her alone! Like, what? Is, why does she's everybody hate Crystal?" Son. And, and the crazy part is, like, this Crystal's not even a bad girl. I can no. understand. I can understand that she's like a bad influence. Like, she's over here taking drugs and doing this. She's not. She's like the opposite. No. She's, she's like the sweetest girl in the world. She's actually like helping Ace
3: book matches and stuff. Like putting them together. I mean, she might be like banging them really loud in his mom's house, but like, I mean, that's comes with territory. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's <laughs> the, that's the perfect girl, though. Like, she's, like, very nice, and she's, like, you know, trying to find him, and she's writing the script, like you said, and, and everybody just hates her for no reason. So she's obviously worried about uh, Ace, but Jack says that he notices that... His uh, secret spot that they used to hide the bottle of whiskey, the whiskey bottle is missing. So he says that Ace is probably in their their spot called the Lucky Stand, which is a spot that they used to go to when they were younger and run away from their parents and all that, um, just to hide. So she's, he's like, yeah, that's where he's got to be. So as they're driving over there, they kind of have a heart-to-heart moment between Jack and Crystal, um, where they both admit that their parents were alcoholics. So, you know, they obviously went through a lot of the same stuff. Um, but when they get to the Lucky Stand, they realize that he isn't there. Instead, we find Ace at a bar where Rooster, I guess, has a part-time job as a uh, karaoke host. So everybody's doing karaoke. Uh, Pretty funny here. And then (laughs) Ace is like out of it right now. He's fucking drunk. uh, He (laughs) drank that whole
3: bottle of whiskey walking
2: to the bar. So he's (laughs) Uh, out of there. And Rooster Rooster's like, oh, I'm going to get a cab for you. And uh, Ace is like, "Uh, where can I put my name down? And Rooster's like, what what are you talking about? It's just a cab. And he's like, no, for the karaoke. And we're like, oh, God, he wants to sing. He wants to sing. (laughs) So uh, he does get up to sing, and everybody. This is a small town, so obviously everybody in the in the um, the bar knows who he is. A lot of these guys went to school with him, and he goes up there and he starts singing this very sad song. <laughs> I don't, oh man! I don't, oh my! I didn't even know what he was saying. Like you know, Larry a very sad, depressing song. He went. Up it was there.
3: a sad cowboy song that even made himself cry while he was singing. I almost
2: cried. A little bit. Yeah, he, he was legit crying on stage. And then there's some guy there from high school who uh, is trying to talk shit about him like, oh, you know, let's get out there. Stop crying. And um, he says something about, hey, do you remember when I was a, a freshman and I struck you out when you were a senior? And the guy's like, no, I don't remember that at all. But obviously it's close to your heart because you still bring it <laughs> up to so this day. Beautiful. Just came back with a burn like, damn. So as he's crying, uh, Jack and Crystal show up because they got a phone call from Rooster, saying that he was out there. And uh, the boos get stronger. You know, they like, get off the stage, you suck, whatever. And then Ace goes back into his heel persona. He cuts a promo, oh, and he tells everybody to shut the fuck up. He says, your life suck. All you guys do is come to this shithole and sing. Um, You guys have nothing. This place sucks. Uh, fuck y'all. Fuck this place, and fuck Duffy. I was like, fuck. Turn this man heel already. Come on. Like, he already has everybody hating on him, and now he's got the whole town just turning their back against him. How here. can he not... How could he not want to get booed? And uh, we'll get to that. Go, go ahead. Go. <laughs> so then the, the same guy that the, from his high school, he just goes up there and starts calling him a bitch and a pussy. So they start getting at it. And then, um, you know, they're trying to, Rooster's trying to hold them back. But then Treby says the ultimate line, you're not going to wrestle because wrestling's fake. And, of course, you know, this This sparks ace to get in there. So then Jack jumps in here, and the fucking Spade Brothers tag team is over here taking everybody out. Crystal's in there. Oh, she gets involved. There's chair shots being thrown out. Big brawl. Everything gets broken up. Rooster gets pissed off. breaks
3: out of Urinagi.
2: He does. <laughs> yeah, he does to Urinagi at one point. Yep. So uh, Rooster, it's his, Rooster's bar, I guess. So he kicks everybody out. He's like, listen, if you're going to destroy my shit, get out of here or whatever. Now that you guys are outside, you guys can can do whatever you want out here. So then the guy Trady says some line about their dad or something like, oh, you know, you guys are just pussies just like your dad. And out of nowhere, Crystal hits a Huracan rana. Crystal rana, baby. Which I called last week. I was like, listen, when Crystal starts rustling, she's gonna start doing some crazy shit. So I had a feeling she was gonna do that. So I just pulls up a huracan rana out of nowhere, and uh, that's it. They just leave, they get into the car, and uh Ace's fucking shit face, and he's like, I wanna go to the diner, I wanna get burgers and french fries, and Jack's like, No, we have food at home. And Ace is like, Yeah, but it's the casserole, and even Jack is like, uh, nah, fuck that casserole, let's go get some burgers and fries. <laughs>
3: But did you even hear when they when they first got in the car, Chris was all excited? Like, did you guys see that? That's my new finisher. Yes, they completely no-sell no it. No selling her. <laughs> like, poor girl.
2: She's like, I've been working on this move for the past like six months and nobody even cared about it. Oh Ugh, man. poor Crystal. So uh, <laughs> excuse me, as you're driving over there, like Ace just gets really dark. And yeah, he's he starts talking about like big black hole he's like what would happen if a big black hole came here and just swallowed all of us up you know everything is dark and everybody's dead and uh you know usually when people see death there's no screaming there's just silence and then it's all over and jack crystal look at him like uh dude you're all right i mean me personally i, I yeah it was kind of like comedic in a way but i feel like this might be an issue with ace yeah. i feel like he definitely yeah. has some demons Obviously, we know about their dad. It looks like he might have killed himself, right? Like, we didn't get explanation exactly why, but it looks yep. like definitely their dad did did die that way. So it looks like maybe Ace might have some issues that he's trying to drink away.
3: Yeah, it's really taking a toll on him. You can tell.
2: So as uh, they go back to the mom's house, Jack drops off his drunk brother in bed. And of course, when you're drunk, you just say things that you either do mean or you don't mean. He just says, I hate you, Jack. Uh, you're just a lawnmower salesman. You're not a genius and you ruined my life. And uh, Jack is like, yeah, whatever, man, you're drunk. Just call me in the morning. (laughs) So as they go outside, Jack and Crystal have a little moment. And Jack says that Ace didn't even want to wrestle. He says he feels like it's his fault. Like he pushed him to do this after their dad died. So Jack is feeling a little bit responsible here for, I guess, pushing Ace to do something that really he, that Jack himself wanted to post to his brother. And then Crystal says, hey, listen, at that bar tonight, um, Ace was like a perfect heel. Like he went up there and he cut the hell of a promo. And he thinks that the whole thing about Jack like trying to break his arm that was great for the storyline. So obviously, Crystal, you know, she's long-term booking here. She knows, like, what, what's going on in the, in the Spade household. And uh, nobody else seems to understand this, but but Crystal. Crystal's like, listen, Push this guy is the ultimate heel. But Jack just obviously no-sells her.
3: <laughs> she's the ultimate booker. She's been booking everything in this show. Nobody's listening. Poor Crystal. Poor Crystal.
2: We go back to Jack. He goes home, and he tells his wife that he's thinking about possibly selling the DWL Dome to Gully uh and then they just randomly just start having sex in the kitchen because just you know why not it's on stars so that the, the next morning pretty funny line here the kid's like oh, mommy daddy i think i heard squirrels in the kitchen because obviously
3: the squirrels the whole squirrel <laughs> angle was just for them to bang in the kitchen that's it
2: that's it bring up the squirrels Brilliant. just just for the kitchen sex scene uh <laughs> they end up going to the hospital jim and melanie finally have their baby um and then stacy kind of has a little line here she's like listen you don't have to Go all out. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to sell the whole freaking promotion. I just want you to spend a little bit more time with the family. That's all I'm asking for. Um, we go to Rooster, Diego, and Apocalypse. They're watching more clips of FWD and they see Judas Messiah stricken his own blood here. Like, oh, this is great. Rooster is impressed by this. He's like, Look at all those fans. Um, you know, we should possibly think about going there. And, and Gully's definitely paying more money. And then he out of nowhere, he's like, and listen, I think I deserve a shot at that title. Um, and if Gully comes, I'm definitely gonna listen to him. And Apocalypse is like, listen you know, don't do that. Don't do that. He's like, Rooster, you just think that he's like, you're not on top because you think that DWL won't put a forth a black guy. And Apocalypse says he himself was on top at one point. We we got like little, like, I guess, um little like topics about this throughout the show where he's mentioned earlier about being sober. And now he says that he was on top of the DWL, but I guess something happened to him and he got fired and had to go to rehab. But the Spades yep. did take him back and actually like gave him a job. So he's obviously faithful to them. But he's bringing up the fact that maybe Rooster feels like he, you know, he's not being pushed because he's black.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Apocalypse, uh, I think in the first episode, he hinted that he did some jail time. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, so I guess it looks like the DWL, like, gave him a shot after he got sober and clean and gave him the belt and gave him a big push. So, of course, he's going to stay loyal to those guys.
2: Yeah, but I actually, like, you know, I like this little twist here, a little side story here where, where Rooster feels like he's just not being the top guy because, you know, because who he is possibly. And Apocalypse is yeah. like, and, you know, Apocalypse is playing like the more like loyal to the company type guy. Like, hey, listen. Topical.
3: This exactly. Is extremely topical.
2: For sure. And of course, Diego chimes in in the background. He's like, hey, when are they going to push a Latino? And they're just like, all right, guy. Like, what? <laughs> it's not about you right now. <laughs> so, so Apocalypse is like, listen, instead of like jumping ship to the, the Florida wrestling, why don't you just speak to Jack? What's the worst that can happen? Let him know that you're ready to, for the top spot. See what happens. So obviously we're going to see this probably in the next episode or so. So then they're all mm-hmm. ready to see the baby. And then um, Bobby Penn says to out of nowhere, he's like, oh, you know, this is great. Even Charlie Gully sent a big thing of flowers to Jim. And then we, we pan over there and it says, congratulations from your wrestling family in Jacksonville. So I guess Tony Khan is they got to <laughs> send them flowers. <laughs> but this is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> this is interesting that Gully sent big Jim flowers because last time we heard Jim was set to retire now what yeah. i thought out of this is oh he's trying to recruit big jim he's trying to get him yep. to come over so i feel like this is you, you're in the same wavelength as me you think that he might be jumping ship yeah
3: big jim needs money you know he's he says he's going to retire just so he can support his family but if he can do something he loves and make the money i think he might just jump ship and i don't think those guys should hold him back for that either
2: they're not but the thing is like the relationship that they had already is like jim is supposed to be like their best friend he grew up with the yeah. with ace and jack so yeah. obviously they're gonna take it hard and then it's like you look at Jim and he's like the ultimate baby face and you look at what they're doing in dystopia and it's like all blood hardcore. So it's like, how's he even going to fit in over there unless he totally wants to last we heard. He didn't even want to be a heel. He wanted to be a baby face. So kind of interesting that
3: face abyss for some reason. I don't
2: know. <laughs> he's like, listen, I just want to go over there and just have a, you know, a, a monster's ball with a mess. <laughs> so mama spade comes in and she tells Jack, Hey, listen, your brother is outside and he's not even going to come in here because he feels embarrassed about what you did. Why don't you go out there and talk to him? So Jack goes out there and he, Cuts a promo on his brother. and He's like, listen, I can't hold a job. You can't hold a job. We're pretty much wrestlers. This is all that we can do. Um, our family is fucked up, but I need you. I need you. You're my brother. We need you. The fans need you. And then uh, Ace is like, listen, if, they come, if Wild Bill comes back here again and he tries to scout me, I'm leaving. And Jack is like, listen, I, I support you 100%. Don't worry about it. And then Ace has a really interesting line here. He says, hey, listen, I don't ever want to get food ever again. And Jack says, don't worry, you won't. But that was kind of interesting because I feel like they're pushing to something with with Ace. And that's where I was
3: kind of stuck at. I'm like, okay, how how is he, how is he going to convince him to turn heel? Because it's too perfect now. They they live in that small town.
2: Everybody hates Ace. So how are you, how do you not expect to get booed? What's wrong with you? Yeah, they're definitely going to do a, a double turn at some point. Like, I feel like Jack is the ultimate baby face. He just doesn't really want to show it because he's trying to be real businesslike and, and professional while his brother's mm-hmm. the more outlaw heel. So they see the baby. They're all rejoicing with the baby. Um, they leave, and uh, Jack tells his wife, hey, listen, I spoke with Ace. We patched it up. And also, I won't be selling to Dome. Uh, but it's okay. We'll take a vacation. Don't worry about it. And then she, he says, hey, listen, can you put some of your makeup on my eye? And she's like, do it yourself. And she just walks off. So she's she's pissed <laughs> off. Now, I don't understand this because, like, She's back and forth. Like, she tells her husband, listen, you don't have to sell your wrestling thing. Um, and then he says, okay, I don't sell it. But then she gets pissed off. Yep. And he also just patched it up with his brother. So it's like, am I not getting it? Or it's just us as men. We just don't understand what's going on. But she's she like, seems yes. just over it, kind of, you know. Like, what did she expect him to say? Like, he said, hey, listen, I did what you told me not to. And I didn't yep. sell. And everything's good. And she's obviously pissed off. Yeah. So Jack gets a text message. Um, He's like, "Hey, listen, I need you to go to work. Someone called out." He gets there. He's late. Tim is already with his shit in the morning. You know, you boss in the morning is already like, "Hey, listen, you told me an hour and a half late, and you're here two and a half hours late." Jack doesn't give a fuck. Funny moment. He goes. He goes into a room. He pulls out a chair and he's holding the chair in his hand. And Tim is like, "Ugh!" Like he backs away, thinking he's gonna get a chair shot. And Jack just opens it up and sits down. He's like, "No, I'm just trying to do my work. Like, leave me alone." That was pretty funny.
3: But Tim still runs out of the room, like yeah, even he the just gets chair- the fuck <laughs> out of there. He thought yeah, he was gonna get a chair shot just... in the head.
2: He's like, I saw you in wrestling already. Yeah. Um, and also, like before he got in there, he didn't even put the makeup on his eye. He's like, he just wanted there with the with the black eye and everything. He's like, fuck it, this, this is who yeah. I am. This is what it is. Go for him. Go um, for him. So then we go to the finish here. Uh, Stacy, she's at her house, and she like the whole episode. She didn't want to go back and watch the match between. Uh, ace and jack and she finally did she watched it in disgust shaking her head saying wow this is pitiful you know they took the baby face here and he's getting booed here and then in the ultimate uh baby face i don't know if it's a heel turn or baby face turn from stacy she pretty much said fuck this shit jack isn't around i'm taking over this fucking house she pulls out the bb gun she goes in the attic she shoots the fucking squirrels throws them in the trash dust off the lawnmower cracks a beer i'm like this is stone cold stacy austin over here like she's <laughs> That's funny. I wrote fuck.
3: down, oh, hell yeah, Stacy cracks a coal. <laughs>
2: like, this is fucking awesome. She's like, I mean, I don't condone killing animals, but she took the BB gun and just fucking oh, yeah. shot. They're dead. Like, I thought maybe she heard. No, they're Gangster. dead. She's, she's carrying the for the tails to throw them in the yeah. garbage. But this is a great, great moment. She's like, pretty much like, listen, I don't need my husband. I'm doing all this shit on my own. She saw her son out there. Fucking poor kid is trying to play soccer and he's <laughs> tripping over the grass because it's taller than him. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wrote down here, cracks a beer and fuck yeah, America. That's it, cracking mm-hmm. beer and, and and drawing and driving lawnmowers, um, and that's it for the episode. We, did you see the the preview for next week's episode?
3: I did see the preview for next week's episode.
2: So, uh, Mr. Phil Brooks is making his long-awaited return to stars. <laughs> yes, and um, his, what is his character again? Uh, uh, Ricky R- Rabies, right? Ricky Rabies, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So he's like a wild man character. He, he looks crazy. He looks, he's a wild so man, crazy. but
2: but the, but the ladies are going crazy over him. And then we kind of see a little we see a little beef between uh, Rooster and Ace as well. Like Ace is saying something, I guess, maybe about being a top face and Rooster was like, listen, you cry like a bitch in the ring. You can't be uh, a heel. You can't be a baby face, whatever. And then you can see they got into a little scuffle. So obviously Rooster is trying to get that push in episode three. Rooster was
3: already kind of looking at Ace like that in the last episode. He told like he hasn't did anything and he's in the main event tonight. So we can tell that dissension was going to come. I think uh, Rooster might be the first person to flip over and go over to Florida.
2: So. I think so. I think so. I think oh, between yeah. him and, and Big Jim. I think Big Jim is gonna do it. And that's gonna be like also one like the big stories like, hey, this is our lifelong long childhood friend, and you're gonna, you know, desert us and go to the other uh wrestling. Um mm-hmm. overall, this episode was okay. I mean, there was no wrestling at all, which is kind of like a little letdown, nope. but I understand I'm trying to develop the characters. You need like one episode or two like that where you have to kind of show out of the ring, but I was expecting at least something in the ring. Um, just you know, something just to show that hey, it's a wrestling show. But um, it was a good episode. I think next week we're going to get probably more wrestling, obviously, with, with CM Punk being in it. Should be pretty interesting to see him acting. I've seen a little bit of his acting. He's he's good. Uh, and obviously, the whole world's talking about CM Punk right now. So what a better time to promote it. Maybe we'll get some promotion on um on AEW. You never know. We might see like Stephen Amell pop up or something. He hasn't yeah. made an appearance yet on AEW. So that'd be pretty cool Not to yet. see him on there.
3: Oh. I think he's... Isn't Punk doing a uh, private screening for that episode?
2: Yeah, that was supposed to be this past Friday. Remember, that was yeah. a whole that was a whole swerve he was trying to say to people. He's like, oh, I can't show up to Chicago that day. because I thought gonna he was going to
3: legit do one still. I knew he was going to show, but I thought he was going to legit. St- that was well, still kind of cool. Well,
2: it's funny because he said this is last Friday when he debuted. It. He's like, yeah, I have a, a screening for episode three of um, Heels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, well, episode two didn't even air yet. So I'm thinking maybe that's going to be this Friday coming up. Uh, he might have the screening for that. So would be pretty cool. That might be dope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, any any last thoughts on the episode? Any any ideas of pretty good uh
3: character building episode. Uh not too bad. I like the whole drunken A scene, the bar fight. That was kind of fun. Uh to see some wrestling moves in the bar fight, which can never happen in real life. Nobody <laughs> ever do a hurricane rana. If you're in a bar fight, you will lose. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: imagine trying to do a hurricane rana while being drunk, you just fucking fall on your neck and oh just call God, it a night. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you you lose. <laughs>
2: No, but yeah, it was a good episode for like the developmental characters. I'm really interested in what they're like apocalypse. I want to know more about him because he was kind of like, you know, I want to know more about his story. I don't going to do flashbacks or anything, but obviously he owes a lot to the the Duffy yeah. Wrestling League. Um I wanna know more about Ace and his 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 dark persona. Like it looks like I don't know if he's gonna transform to the fiend or what, but he was having some some really dark uh dark premonitions here, it feels like.
3: I kind of want to see some clips of old man spade out there, you know
2: i think see so clips, uh, i think we're going to because if you look they they show a lot of posters they show like him and wild bill in their old days yeah. and i'm pretty sure if i looked at the cast like they do they did cast the father so i'm pretty yeah, sure they're gonna have yeah. some throwback i would love to see like a whole throwback episode just to see like I you know wrestling in the, match, in the 70s yeah. that'd be great see yeah. wild bill wild bill in his prime as a wild man um they but yeah. three ladder matches they need to show me one <laughs> But a good episode. It wasn't as good as the first episode, I think. But I feel like with CM Punk next week, we're definitely going to see a lot more wrestling and a lot more development with all the characters. But um, yeah, the show still has me invested. I mean, you know, I'm still going to be watching, obviously, not only for the podcast, but even if I wasn't, I think I'd still be watching this. Uh, Stephen Amell is good. He he definitely reminds me of a, a combination of AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes. He has like that southern persona, but he also has that business mind that comes with yeah. it. He he knows how to play his role perfect. He's been he's been bred for this role. So uh, that's it for this episode. But uh, real quick, I know you're gonna be with Braden and Davey on Up Yours reviewing Juice, which I've been waiting for for a long time. You teased it last year when that's you right. guys did A Mile. You said you're gonna do Juice. So that should be pretty cool. Why'd you why'd you that's pick right. Juice? Just one of your favorite movies.
3: One of my favorite like urban coming of age movies. It's not that many out there, but like um that movie um showed me that. You can do multiple things. When I was younger, because you didn't have a rapper who was acting and doing all these different things. So Tupac was the first and he did a great job. His performance in that movie is pretty good. If you haven't seen it, please watch it before the review happens. If you plan a list to review, you will love it.
2: Yeah. Great movie. When I heard about that, I was really excited about it. Uh Just do me a favor. Just don't don't talk shit. You and Davey about the rap battle too much. Just, you know, just. <laughs> mentioned it one time and that. well it. listen dj battle in the movie so i'm pretty sure mm, we can't get to this. that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. but um yeah if you guys haven't listened to or watch up next summer do it right now twitch.tv slash up next podcast uh it was a great time great great everything was great about it though the fire oh. frank reveal oh i it's it was so stressful going into this honestly like just do it like first of all try to keep it a secret like even frank didn't know about half of the stuff he didn't know about like the qt marshall and the fuego dos Sol promos i had to like escape from him and go shoot those promos on the other side of the building to do that. So that was great. And then obviously Dicky Dicky's idea for the Fire Frank Funhouse. As soon as he said that, I was like, Oh my god, that's fucking genius! And my first thought was, My son has like 500 puppets. Like, I need to go <laughs> and start filming these puppets. So I went back and like I went to my my parents' house. I had some of his old puppets. I had to go there and dig them out. I found the pig. I'm like Davy Porkman and a dinosaur. I'm like Jurassic Wh Park. And then as I'm oh leaving, god. I'm like, This is great. And as I'm leaving, I see in my parents' kitchen, they have one of those old school bass fishes. And I'm like, yeah. John Pollock, the fish. I was like, this is great. This is great. I've been so, trying to break that video down into gifts for like three hours Oh now, my God. So. I'm, I'm hoping, waiting, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping you write an essay the same way he wrote an essay for uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena. I wanted to break down frame by frame. Oh, there was so much Shout more. Man. There was so much more in the background, like little Easter eggs and a lot, a lot of footage that we filmed that we didn't get a chance to use. Like we have a... Um, like Kane's book Journey into Darkness that Frank is reading about like you know Kane's story because you know Fire mm-hmm. Frank and Kane we have like the, the Pollock and Tink cassette tape is in the background we have like a Kyle O'Reilly action figure we have the Gary Michael Capetta WCW book because he was on the the uh, of the uh, British Wrestling Experience like little Easter eggs that we were able to throw we're in dropping there dropping so. subtle hints yeah, oh, man. yeah, it was it was great. It was the whole thing was experience. That was my room, by the way, that we filmed in. The whole thing yeah, was there, oh, in my yeah. room, so it, it was great. And of course, Frank's performance, amazing, amazing. So oh my god! I, you know, I, I tried to like do my best Quentin Tarantino. I was like, do this, do that, and then we just started filming and filming and filming. It. And Davey took, uh, sorry, Dicky took the best parts, and he fucking created a masterpiece. I was like, holy shit! He's making it us look great. like fucking mm-hmm. like 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 an actual like movie studio over here. Uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> Watch it if you haven't. Um, hopefully, the next event we can we can do more. Uh, if we ever end up oh, being yeah. in person, you know, Chicago, Davey, I'll be seeing you in person. So we'll see what happens. You're not going to have, he's not going to have, he's, he's not going to have Braden Harrington behind his back this time. So can we get a battle number two in person in Chicago? I don't know. I think my rap, my rap career, I think is is done. I have to lose to Davey for him, And I think I have to resort to something else. We'll see. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm
3: scared you away from the mic. <laughs>
2: uh, anything else? Any last words you want to promote? Anything you got going on? Uh, that's it. Just, um,
3: I'm asking people to follow my Twitch now because I'm going to start streaming uh, at Cool Game Big V. So just follow that.
2: Yeah, you're telling me you're going to do some what? Fire fire Pro Wrestling?
3: Yeah, I'm going to do some Fire Pro, some, uh, some just books and matches, you know.
2: Nice. That sounds good. So definitely let us know when that's up and running. We'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And you can check us out here next week for another episode of Turning Heels.